Sales Paradise, Episode 9. It's a skill set that's transferable basically to any industry and useful for all aspects of communication with others. This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host, our dad, Chandler Barron. <laughs> On today's episode, we have Vince Lavoisier. Vince is an experienced solution specialist with over 16 years in the biopharmaceutical industry in various sales, marketing, and training roles. He's earned the highest of achievements and successes throughout his academic, athletic, and professional career. Vince is an award-winning author of the book, Transform the Coal in Your Soul to Diamonds, which is a book in how to become a leadership king by polishing yourself right up to the top. Welcome to the show, Vince. Thank you very much, Chandler. It's my pleasure to be here. And we mentioned about having the successes in academic, athletic, and professional. Um, I'm kind of jealous in both the academic and athletic, but I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you uh, played hockey. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, I, um, I'm born and raised from, uh, from uh, the Midwest and uh, fortunate enough to have had a lot of people that helped me in, um, in my athletic career in terms of uh, enabling me to um, increase the skills, um, provide me with the different teachings to help me get to the level that I need to get to in order to earn um, basically a scholarship out uh, in the East, out into Montreal and play uh, university hockey for, uh, for the Concordia Stingers. So um, it's taught me a lot um, in regards to leadership. I was uh, very fortunate to be the captain of the, of the university team as well. And the network of individuals and the friends that we've made um, you know, with the team, within the team, and with, uh, with other players from other teams um, to this day are still serve and uh, we still uh, collaborate, communicate, and network amongst each other to this day. And um, we're you know, fortunate enough to even see some of the players that have made it to the NHL, uh, players that I played against, and uh, the success that they've had with their NHL career as well. And didn't you do some coaching with the women's hockey while you were in college? That, that is correct. I actually, um, post-career, uh, I signed, uh, signed professional in the United League. Um, didn't have the greatest of experience, so when I came back, um, I actually started to become like an assistant coach for a couple of years with the university a women's hockey team, women's program, uh, and we had a lot of great um, uh, women's uh, that that played on the Olympic teams. Um, you know, a fellow American uh, in terms of Cami Granado played at uh, Concordia. Um, you know, Carolyn Willette played on Team Canada. So we had a lot of players that um, that went through our program, uh, a very successful program as well. And I had the privilege of uh, of coaching as an assistant coach with. Uh, one of the coaches that has been one of the most winningest coaches uh, in the history of, uh, of women's hockey. So, oh, wow. yeah, an amazing, an amazing man, actually. So I learned a lot from him. I guess I can see where um, not only being a player and learning just the, the teamwork and everything and also um, being a part of a, being a coach and also witnessing other great coaches, but how do you go from that, even though you learn a lot of lessons, how did you go from that to saying, hey, I want to be in sales? Well, with sales, I find it's a profession that has a lot of unlimited potential. Um, it's a it's a skill set that's transferable, basically into any industry and useful for all aspects of communication with others. So, in terms of what attracted me to sales, 
I would say is, is really, I find it's an honor. Um, you know, like you have to earn the right to build relationships with these clients. I mean, these clients are giving you their time and you're, it's, it's a right. I mean, you got to earn that, that right and that credibility with them and really determine what their ultimate needs are and basically take that and match the solutions that you have to simplify or optimize their lives in their workplace. Um, the way that I would look at it and really breaking it down is for anybody that's listening to this is become a solutions specialist. Oh yeah, I completely agree. All right. Well, Vince, everyone has a time like we, you got into it and like you said, um, become a, a solutions specialist. But when you first got in, even though you had, you know, had a lot of great lessons and everything as far as being academically a success, as far as even in athletics, mm -hmm. but were there any times that you felt like, hey, uh, I hope I never relive today again? I mean, did you have any really bad sales experience? Or? Oh, uh, yeah. I was. Um, I transferred companies. Um, it was a company that I joined in regards to, um, they had a very strong biologics product. Um, it was a culture that was very entrepreneurial, so it really matched what I was looking for. Um, however, the territory I was entering was the worst territory in the actual country. Um, the individual that was there before me basically demolished the reputation and the relationship that was built um, from the company themselves and from everybody that was working at the company. So here I was stepping into that role with um, a bunch of clients who were absolutely wanted nothing to do with the company. So it was one of the worst. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah, here, here you go, right? Yeah. Well, I must say, Chandler, for me, I loved it. That challenge and being able to, to go into a territory that has a lot of objections and a lot of individuals who are not um, content with the service or that the service that they should be provided for me was an absolute gift, um, which a lot of people may think is, is quite strange. However, it was a situation that allowed me to build on certain skills and, and actually test certain components and really take that situation and build relationships with those, those clients and those physicians and say, look, obviously something that I can't change in the past, that'll never be changeable. However, I can only take from what I am today moving forward. So today being a new day, here's what we're going to do. This is where we're going to start and then build that credibility and that respect. And we moved on from there and things did change. I had a lot of success with that uh, approach, and it was really getting down to what they were, what they wanted, and then matching the my solutions to what they were looking for, and really following up with them. They didn't have a lot of follow up before; they weren't respected, and I I actually respected them quite tremendously, and followed up with uh, with a lot of solutions that matched their needs. Now that's a good point. I, I feel like I've always done better when they had really low expectations. You know, <laughs> it's for some reason it it, it uh, served me well when, well, <laughs> when they didn't expect much. Well, and, and I, I agree with you. Like the, there's a lot a lot more chance for you to grow, so it does it does allow you to have a little bit more flexibility in terms of growth. But it also provided me with another lesson, and that and the lesson that I that I want to share today is, uh, you know, regardless of what the end user decides to do, uh, we should always leave that selling experience, you know, a very positive one. You know, respect the client's decision. 
even though it may not be what you want, I mean, you don't have to accept their choice, right? I mean, we're talking about selling, but respect their decision at that specific moment in time and always leave that selling experience a positive one because you don't know if you're going to be coming back there or you don't know if they're going to be there when you come back, etc. But always leave that experience a positive one for the whole selling community and the whole selling profession. It just makes everything more credible and it just allows the doors to open and the, the flow of communication to exist for yourselves, for the company, for future, and even for competitors, right? Oh, so yeah. that's, a, that's a huge lesson that I, that I would you know, suggest or share is you know, don't close the doors for yourself or anybody else. Yeah, and it's a and it's a small world as far as you never know whether maybe um, it didn't go well because maybe the hospital didn't let you in or you know someone from that company, um, but that person that you're dealing with may eventually be somewhere else, or there may or you may have right. had a bad experience with them, but yet they may leave and then there's a new person. Yeah, there's um, and plus it it just makes you sleep better at night too when you leave it in a good spot. Right, and it's all about contribution. Um, and it's respecting the decision. I mean, the, the sales cycle is a long sales cycle. Just because that that customer decides one thing at that specific moment in time, it doesn't mean that that cannot transfer over time. Um, and it's just, you know, respecting the environment so that, um, as you're saying, it's a very small world. So any kind of restrictions or restraints or complaints, um, that can all stem from bad experiences. So if collectively we work and collaborate, you know, accordingly, and, you know, sell in the office, obviously, um, it just leaves that selling experience a more positive one for everybody. And you're working on contributing for the physician, for the patients, for, for the company, for yourself. So, you know, I like where you're talking about um, things being beyond your control and the lessons in that. But, you know, also, even if you're the one that ends up making the mistake, and if you play it right, sometimes that can turn into an opportunity to develop oh, an extremely strong relationship. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, we're not perfect. And then there's certain things that we do. And we all have good days and bad days. And sometimes we do certain things, uh, as, you, as you mentioned. You know, sometimes we, we make certain mistakes. That's fine. Um, but if, it, if we always maintain the, you know, the, the credibility and the respect with who we're dealing with, uh, and it's not just our clients, but it's the whole environment, um, those mistakes are repairable and having a long-term approach in terms of understanding that will provide any salesperson with success on a short-term and long-term um, credibility and reputation. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, hey, well, let's go ahead and talk about your book. Um, how <laughs> do you transform the coal in your soul to diamonds? <laughs> I've just been dying to ask you about that title. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a metaphor, um, obviously, for taking anybody uh, where they currently are and transforming that coal. And I look at it as um, it's like an old fossil fuel that's polluting your thoughts and your feelings and your internal uh, dreams and beliefs. And that can be um, that can stem from self sabotage of what you're telling yourself, but that can also stem what other people are telling you. Um, you know, you can have people that are saying, you know. You're not talented enough. You're not worthwhile, and and all that that internal flame that you have, uh, that's burning within yourself, uh, over time can basically dissipate and fizzle out. So, the metaphor in 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 the book in itself is, I truly believe that everybody has 
internal treasures within them. And it's taking that old fossil fuel, that coal within yourself, and applying certain pressures within it, in other words, taking action and doing changes within yourself, to basically transform that coal into the diamond that you can be. So the metaphor is, is it doesn't matter where you currently are. It really doesn't. It just You just need to have the thoughts and the feelings that match the actions of what you need to do at that specific time and have a plan to where you need to go and take those steps accordingly to bring you and optimize yourself to that end goal, which is the diamond, which is the most valuable uh, mineral, hardest mineral in the world. And that's what I believe a lot of people have inside them. They just need to extract it. Yeah, that's a really interesting picture about us and coal. It's that we have it inside of us, but it's just waiting for that pressure to become a diamond. Correct. You can like, you can go to a gym and you can have a program that's made for you, right? And the first couple of times you're going to do the program, your body's going to react. You're going to be, you're going to be sore. You're going to have muscles that are going to be all of a sudden in shock. But then what happens is your muscles will adapt to that stress. So if you, if you maintain the same workout over two years, three years, your body's going to adapt initially and then it will not adapt whatsoever. So that's why you need to change your program every you know, three weeks, four weeks, depending on what kind of training regime you're on. And always challenge and stress your muscles in a positive way to optimize them to the end goal of what you're trying to achieve throughout your whole life cycle of your program. So it's the same thing that what we're trying to do with our thoughts. And taking what, where your thoughts are at this moment in time and the feelings that you attach to them to bring you to where you need to go and take the actions that you need to take to bring you there. So it's kind of a similar metaphor, but I'm just trying to put a picture in, in, in the listeners' minds as to what it entails. And that's what the book's all about. Oh, man, I love the concept of that. You know, I was also reading one of your uh, quotes about habit is the practice of practicing. Yeah, Correct. I really like that. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to uh, take that for my own. I'm going to edit this part out of the podcast <laughs> that, that way people won't know well, that you it, um, said it. And then I'll, I'll just take it as my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, if, if you ever notice, um, if you ever analyze human behavior, um, human behavior is all based on patterns. And when you repeat a pattern repetitively many times you will create a habit and when you create a habit and you you over and you practice that habit over and over again it becomes automatic um, the best way that i can describe it is you could take someone like stephen curry who's practiced his three-point shot from multiple angles multiple situations uh, has that he's been practicing that shot from different areas all over the basketball court and for him, it's just a habit. He, it, he doesn't even have to, you know, think about it. He just gets the ball and shoots it. And he's sinking those three-pointers uh, almost automatically. So it's kind of in that, in that realm in terms of, you know, habit is the practice of practicing. In other words, if you practice good habits and you practice the, the, the habits that are going to enable you to get to where you want to go and they become automatic, success is to follow. Yeah, that reminds me of when I would play basketball. I mean, it got to where the habit was set in so much. Like if I shot the ball and I missed, it became such a habit to where I pretended to either be fouled or have an injury. 
Uh, so I oh, see yeah? exactly what you're saying. <laughs> oh yeah, hear that music. It is now time for the last call lightning round. Vince, are you ready for the lightning round questions? Yes, I am. All right, so let us know one of your favorite quotes. Oh, favorite quote. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, it's, it's a quote I absolutely love. Um, it's from Zig Ziglar. So uh, it just actually matches into what we just talked about. You, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes. Is there any way I could try to claim that one also? <laughs> well, you'll have to talk to Zig about that one for sure. <laughs> I may have to uh, cut this one out of the one. <laughs> okay, now is the time that you let us know uh, when that alarm clock goes off, what goes through your mind or what do you do? Actually, I should have a morning routine. Um, so wake up, a protein, nutritional shake. Uh, I I follow a little bit what Tony Robbins as as, as does in a, in a sense. Like I do a lot of priming, a very you know spiritual connection with gratitude. I visualize the success of the goals that I'm that I'm that I want to do in my day. Uh, you know the fuel that we put in our body very important. So I make sure that my my breakfast is very healthy, very protein oriented, and then I will start off like a, a muscular circular training uh, in the morning before I you know, take my two girls and bring them to school. So I ensure that I take care of my mind and my body and the fuel that I'm putting within it prior to doing anything else. And that just sets me for my day. And I take care of everything that I need to take care of internally before I start going into doing what I need to do for the day. What do you, is it, um, is it mostly cardio or just cardio and weights or it's cardio and weights. And then at the end of the day, what I'll do is I'll try to do a lot more in terms of cardio uh, more at the end of the day, just to kind of clear my mind from the day that I had. So I'll, okay, do, both. I'll do like a two a day. Do you still play hockey? I've got to ask that. Absolutely. That I, I will never give up. I, I do play hockey uh, once a week. Um, throughout, throughout the winter, I play with uh, a bunch of physicians and professionals uh, that I've been playing with for the past 15 years. And during the summer, uh, sometimes with a couple of NHLers, we come out and play a three on three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, what about, let's see, um, a favorite piece of technology or app? Oof, a favorite app? Um, I would say I got two right now that I'm, that I'm, I'm using a lot. Uh, the, fir the first one is it's an app called uh, Hopper. Uh, I travel a lot, so I like to use this app in order to uh, look at what are the different flights in terms of um, different savings as to when to book it. It's kind of a neat app in terms of optimizing, oh, wow. yeah, optimizing as to when you can uh, when you can purchase uh, tickets, when it's the best time to purchase a, a airfare. Um, and the other one is a, uh, it's an app called uh, Down Detector. So sometimes I'm online quite a bit in terms of the business that I have, and in regards to some websites that you're like wondering, you know, what's going on? I can't I can't access my login. Well, this app actually shows which websites are down and which ones are having issues. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it gives me a snapshot of all the different uh, apps, uh, all the different websites that are out there, the ones that I use. And it basically says, oh, okay, this one's having a, a, a login issue. Uh, it's going to be resolved in the next uh, you know, hour or so. Well, it reminds me of um, one of those apps letting you know about traffic, you know, if there's going to be... Um a traffic jam or something coming up. I'm not familiar with that one. That's good. Yeah. Down detector from, uh, Down from detector. memory. Yeah. 
Well, what about uh, a charity? Do you have any uh, favorite charities? I, actually, I I donate quite a bit uh, to different charities. Um, ones that have affected, uh, I guess, more you know, personally uh, at a personal level from different individual families. So the different cancer charities, um, my alma mater, of course. Uh, I would say the one thing that I actually am, that really is I find pertinent is um, it's called a 24-hour Chambla, which is like a sporting challenge that raises funds. You know, so the participants do a 24-hour skiathon if you want. So we raise funds to support uh, the betterment of uh, children's health, you know, and their well-being. And then this event like distributes to those charities that help uh, those children. And I find it's a very strong uh, charity in the sense of we're at, we're allocated a certain child when we first start fundraising so we know who we're raising funds for and so we, we actually have a connection to this this child and we feel so like empowered because we're making a difference in doing a sporting event and raising funds specifically for this individual uh a truly remarkable feeling i like yeah. that and what's the name of it again it's a 24-hour chambla yeah so it's like a it's like a sporting challenge where you you create a team and you and you you commit to, to raising funds for for this you know for this for this one specific child and in doing so that sporting organization will distribute to the there's about three or four foundations that are involved with this will distribute the funds accordingly to those different foundations so we ski for about 24 hours straight and it's a challenge so it's the it's an actual race and we also have um, there's also different components of who, which team raises the most and and those funds that go specifically to those different children that you're raising funds for. Well, unless it's all downhill, 24 hours, that would put me about a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is downhill <laughs> and 24 hours. So if you, if you have a team of eight and I mean, I'm telling you, uh, you're skiing for an hour you know, as fast as you can going up and down the hill. Uh, it plays on you after a while. You know? How often do you get to take naps in that? Um, Oh, that depends on how big your team is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what about a book? Uh, do you have any type of book other than your own, obviously? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I would find that in, uh, the book Influence um, by Robert uh, Cialdini is a great book. I, I think like the art and science of persuasion principles is huge. And uh, in the book, like he talks about... Um, Talks about six different principles, like persuasion principles. Uh, the princi principle of I'm going by memory here: uh, reciprocity, um, scarcity, uh, authority, uh, liking, consistency, and uh, consensus. Yeah. So he talks. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. That. Yeah. Um, so it's really the art and science of persuasion and those uh, six different components. And for uh, this audience that's listening to this uh, podcast, it's an absolute gem in terms of the information that you can acquire from this because it's really talking about uh, human behavior and how humans behave and using those principles within your day-to-day -to, -day to basically optimize what you need to do in order to better service them. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Well... We are sadly at the end. So uh, what about uh, any type of takeaway message uh, for the audience? Um, I would say we're in the age, uh, Chandler, of transformational leadership. Um, you know, in today's society, I mean, 
the listeners, you know, they're the producer, they're the director, they're the primary actor of their own movie that we call life. Um, so each each and one of each each one of you, you know, basically decides what kind of movie you want to create. Um, it really goes back to the you know, book analogy and transform the coal in your soul to diamonds. In other words, like be a leader, uh, take action, uh, earn the right for others to follow you. Uh, it's a, a, little, a funny little saying that just comes comes to my head is you're always in second place if you're chasing. So rather than chasing, you know, why don't you just step in the lead, take the lead, you know, and just be a leader and, you know, extract those internal treasures that are within yourself. Give yourself permission to shine bright. And uh, if you want more information uh, from the book itself or from other things and you want to contact me directly, uh, you can do so. Um, it's uh, leadershipking.com is the, is the website where you can actually contact me in terms of uh, finding more information about the book, more background. If you want to contact me directly, um, everything is branded around Leadership King. So my Facebook is Leadership King, uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, it's all, in, it's all Leadership King. So anything that has to do with leadership, um, it's very, very easy to remember. Uh, leadership King is the way to get a hold of me. All right. Uh, well, Vince, man, it was so great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for visiting here in Paradise. I loved it. Thank you very much for having me. This is fantastic. And Chandler, a great shout out to you. Um, it's it's fantastic to see what you're doing with this and uh, the success that you've had in your career and the success that you're having with this podcast. Um, I fully you know, commemorate you for what you're doing and want to wish you the absolute success and for you to continue doing so because you're contributing to others in terms of learning. And um, I just want to have uh, you know, a bit, send out a big shout out to you and a, and a huge thank you. Oh, well, thanks so much for Vince. doing this. Yes, absolutely. And thank you all for joining us here in Sales Paradise. 